Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. Every born-again believer has the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of us to do the work of the Lord. What is it going to take for us to allow the Spirit of God in us to reach those who do not know Jesus Christ? I'm bringing you this message today to encourage you to release the power that's on the inside of you so people can come to know Christ and their lives are changed forever. What the world needs now more than anything else is the salvation power of Jesus Christ to turn our culture and our country around. Grab a hold to your Bible today and come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. At the end of chapter 15 in the book of John, the Lord Jesus Christ continued his farewell discourse to his disciples on the night before his death. His message up to this point had been one of comfort and hope. Remember, he was saying in the book of uh, John chapter 14, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Uh, in my father's house are many mansions, many rooms. If it wasn't so, I wouldn't, told, wouldn't have told you this. And I'm going to prepare a place for you so that you can come and be where I am. He had assured his disciples of his continued love for them and made several promises to them. Jesus then balanced the promise of comfort and blessings with the warning to his disciples of the challenges that they would face as they shared the good news about Jesus Christ and became his witnesses. The disciples would have to face a hostile, rebellious, Christ-rejecting world. They would have to face that kind of a world. He gave them a command, however, to love one another. You're going to have to face a world, but you're going to have to love one another. Love one another. In other words, if he was at church, he would say, you need to love the person you're sitting next to. So I'm not going to ask you to look at the person you're next to. I'm just going to ask you to love them. And don't do like the, those Christians. I, you know, I love you with the love of the Lord. No, that's not the kind of love we're talking about. We're talking about real, genuine love where you care about the people that you are in church with. You really care about them. They are important to you and valuable. Let's look at the challenges his disciples would face as, as well as what we are likely to face. In John chapter 15, verse 18, if the world hates you, Keep in mind that it hated me first. These are the words of Jesus Christ. If you belong to the world, it will love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. When Jesus speaks of the world in this passage, it refers to this evil, fallen world system 
comprised of unsaved, unregenerated people who are controlled by Satan. Now, it was just somebody just in the world right now saying, how can you say we're controlled by Satan? Because you is. But you don't even know that. So you're just acting like the enemy, the devil, but you just don't know that he controls you. He don't control me. Well, if the Spirit of God is not controlling you, there's only two control centers. One is the Spirit of God and one is the evil spirit controlled by Satan. It's not but two. So you either belong to God or you belong to him. Now the thing is, we just don't know we belong to him because when we were born, the Bible says we were born in sin, with a sin nature. We were born with that. That's because we inherited the DNA from Adam who sinned against God. So we were born with the sin nature and we operate in a world and a worldview that is governed by satanic forces and evil forces. That's why you never have to be taught to do evil things. You just do them. You don't take evil classes. You don't take sin classes. You have to take discipleship classes to learn how to walk right. You don't, you don't, take, you don't take line lessons, but, you re, but you're good at it. Anybody had line lessons? Well, where did you learn the lot? It was your nature. You said, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> Little kid take the cookie off the table. And you said, did you take that? No. <laughs> and you were looking at him the whole time. Who taught him how to do that? Nobody. You don't teach a dog how to bark or a cat how to meow. They just do it. It's their nature to do that. All right. If I teach you how to steal, you had stealing lessons. You know when you was in that store, you'd look to the left, you'd look to the right. Why you do that? Because you knew it was wrong, but you did it anyway. So when we talk about the world, we talk about the world system, satanic order of arrangement that governs in the world. That's why Paul spoke of this system in Romans chapter 12 when he said, we are not to be conformed to the things of this world, but we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Now he's talking to believers. And Jesus is talking to believers when he says this, if you belong to the world, it would love you as it own, but you do not belong to the world. You are believers. You are followers of Christ. You do not belong to the world. You have come out of the kingdom of the world and you have been brought into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He calls it coming from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. There is a transfer. There is a, there, there is a movement when you come to God. You, you move from darkness to light. He says, you don't belong to the world. I have chosen you out of the world. Now, Christians are not part of the world because Jesus chose us out of the world. But then he gave us an assignment in the world. We are out of the world. He gave us an assignment in the world. 
And then he gave us some supernatural and powerful gifts to help us to be fruitful in the world. Now, if, if you are living a Christ-like life and you are not an undercover secret agent, Kristen, now see, when you undercover, the world don't recognize you as a Christian, so they don't mess with you. But when you are uh, out, when you've been outed, when you have come out the closet and you don't mind telling people that you love Jesus Christ, you don't mind telling people that you're holy and that you, are, you, that you live according to God's uh, rules and commands, they'll start treating you a little bit different or start saying that you're crazy, you're out of control. I hate being around these Christians. They think they're holier than thou. And they'll ask you, you think you're holier than thou? You know what you should say? Yes, I'm holier than thou. Because the Lord told us to be holy, didn't he? He said, be holy because I am holy. Don't be afraid to say you're holy because you, God said you are. Now, you might not be acting like it, but he stamped you with holy on your head. You're holy. Now, act like it. You're not in the world. But Jesus assured his disciples that we would not have to face the world's opposition in our own strength. He reiterated this earlier in a promise in chapter 14 when he said he would send the Holy Spirit. I will send the Holy Spirit to indwell and empower my believers. The Holy Spirit, the King James Version uses the word the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost, he empowered the disciples to fulfill all of Jesus' promises. John chapter 14, Jesus said this to his disciples, I'll tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. How can he do greater things? Because you're going to have the same power functioning in you that I had in me. That's what Jesus said. You can do what I have been doing. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus said, said this to his disciples, but you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You will be my witnesses when you receive power. Somebody say power. You, you receive power when the Holy Ghost comes up on you and then you can function and you can be witnesses in Jerusalem, that's where I live, in Judea, that's a little bit further out, in Samaria, that's a little bit further out. If he was here today, you, he would say, you would be my witnesses in the Houston area and, and then you would be my witnesses in Texas and then you'll be my witnesses in the United States, and then you'll be my witnesses all over the world. You will have the power to do that. Ephesians 3.20, Paul says, Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. You can do more than you can ask or imagine according to 
this power that is at work. Now, how many of you are saved? How many of you got the Holy Ghost on the inside? Well, he said that power ought to be working. The Holy Ghost is not ambient. It don't make you sleep while the pastor's preaching. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is power that's supposed to be working on the inside of you. He says you can do great things according to his power that is at work. See, at work, work, work. At work on the inside of you. He's trying to get something done. Jesus spoke in his 15th chapter, and that's where we are, about being fruitful. I have chosen you to bear fruit in the kingdom. I've chosen you to bear fruit and to bear much fruit and to bear fruit that will last. He's looking for us to bear fruit that will last. The message of Jesus Christ has never changed. His purpose for those who would believe on him and follow him was for us to be engaged in the ministry of reaching others for the kingdom of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe on him would not perish but shall have everlasting life. He wants to use us through the power of prayer and through the power of the Holy Ghost to be effective witnesses for his kingdom. This is Jerry G. Martin, and if you would like to hear today's message again, you can hear it on our podcast on the Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. That's the Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And let me take this opportunity as well to invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World. We meet each Sunday in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in North Houston, Atascacita, Fall Creek, Summer Creek, Kingwood, you're in our neighborhood. So come on out and be our guest. We trust that God will bless your time with us. Also want to let you know that we do have a bookstore on our campus. At the Beacon Bookstore, you can get Bibles, study materials, church supplies, communion supplies, or whatever you need. If we don't have it, we can order it for you. It's right here on our campus at the Light of the World. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. If you heard the Word of God and you would desire someone to stand with you in prayer, call us at 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you. And we'll be with you again next time.